You're listening to a core education podcast featuring Tiano Tuiono and Manu Faia Simiatu. You're listening to Manu Faia Simiatu from Core Education, and I'm extremely proud to introduce Tiana Toyono, also from Core Education. Tiana, you've mentioned before about the transmission of knowledge. Can you tell us how this approach relates to the work of this nature being done here in Aotearoa? Kia ora, Manu. I guess to give it a, a real local context, the indigenous knowledge thing is a, it's a, it's a global thing. It's recognised in international UN instruments. Here in Aotearoa, our closest equivalent is of course Mātauranga Māori, Māori knowledge from a Māori perspective. And you know, there's a lot of stuff out there written about the value of of Māori knowledge. We have Kurukopapa and Kohanga Reo looking at, for example, science Putaiao from a from a Māori perspective, Hangaro as well, looking at technology from a, from a Māori perspective with all the cultural values and, and, that, and that sort of thing. So it is something that is definitely linked to uh, what's happening internationally as well. So it's, it's important to know that there are local examples of Indigenous knowledge at play here at home in Aotearoa. Do you think in Aotearoa it's important for non-Māori to have at least some understanding? We're not talking about a level of competency here, but just an awareness of how they too can come to grips with the valuing of Indigenous knowledge or Mātauranga Māori as you've put it. Is that important to know as a New Zealander? I think so. You know, like my, I've worked in a lot of places around the world. You know, it's unusual to be monolingual. It's not, you don't have very many countries where people just speak purely one language. It's a very odd thing. For example, I'm also from the Cook Islands. You know, it's a very small nation, but there are five languages there. Language. I, I think it's important to maintain one's, you know, mother tongue, one's the vernacular language of, of a particular place. Um, intrinsically because, it, you know, it supports the value of, of that child, of that generation. But also there is, there's also knowledge in language as well. When you look and view things from a p- particular linguistic, cultural perspective, you see the world in, in a different way. And if you can do that in, in multiple languages, then, you know, you're a better person for it, I believe. The research says that, you know, bilingual people, multilingual people can view a particular thing from a multi, from you know a lot of different perspectives. You've just mentioned too about the importance of the mother tongue. Um, in terms of education, do you think it's important for learners to be taught in their mother tongue? I think it's that is the ideal situation. You know, we recognise that here in Aotearoa now. Māori language is now an official language along with English and sign language. And I think that was that's a definitely an important step in the right direction for here in Aotearoa. It's not necessarily that easy in some other countries. For example, in the Solomon Islands, there are, you know, 89 languages. You know, Papua New Guinea has, you know, close to 800, whatever. There's a lot. There's a lot of different languages. So the resourcing of being able to teach those languages and give them resources that they need is, you know, diminished with the number of languages that you have. So it's, it's you know, it's also a, a struggle as well. My experience is out in, in, in remote Solomon Islands, it's resources show up and they're all in English, but the child can't speak English, yet the teacher's there to teach them maths. They're going to be, in many ways, end up trying to teach them English just because they can't access the teaching and learning materials. So it's better for that child to have those resources, in my opinion, in their mother tongue, whether it's Morovo, Bariki, Banganu, Huaba, Māori or whatever. You've mentioned uh, the three official languages of Aotearoa, which is Te Reo Māori, English and also New Zealand Sign Language. Can you share your thoughts on the other languages that fall within the realm of the languages of Aotearoa, which are Tokelau, the Cook Islands and Niue? Because I think not many New Zealanders are aware that those 
cultures from the Pacific region also fall within the protectorate of the realm. Can you explain your thoughts on that? Uh, it's, it's my preference that those languages should be fully supported and resourced. That's not happening, of course, you know, for the reasons that I outlined before, you know, within c- cultural and, you know, linguistic and biological diversity, those things are all linked. That those are, you know, special and, and valuable sets of knowledge in terms of viewing the world and I think they should be supported purely for that. New Zealand because the Cook Islands New and Tukolo fall within the realm of New Zealand has a responsibility in that area I think and I would like to see those languages and cultures properly resourced so that those languages are no longer threatened. Niue's is a language under threat. Cook Island Māori is you know is, is also a language becoming increasingly under threat. I think there definitely should be moves to do something to support those languages. My language, our languages. You have been listening to the Core Education Podcast featuring Tiano Tuiono and Manu Fa'aia Siniatu.